This is Animals Voice Podcast, presented by the Ontario SPCA, with 50 communities working together for animal welfare. We've got another great show for you on the way, so put your paws up, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Animals Voice Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin McKenzie, and really excited to be joined today by Aaron Curley. Aaron is the Community Cares Program Manager with the San Francisco SPCA. You've come a long way to be with us. I have. Thank you so much. Very welcome. So we're going to be talking to you today about ending animal abandonment. Mm -hmm. And that's a very lofty goal. It is, yes. I mean, so I mean, tell me about that. When the San Francisco SPCA expanded uh, its mission, I guess in 2012. Correct. It was including a goal of ending animal abandonment in San Francisco by 2020. I know, it's coming soon. Are you getting nervous? I think we're in a good place. Okay, so that's a huge challenge. I need you to explain to me... Like, where did this decision come from? So it's actually a pretty interesting story. In 2012, we were actually having a management change. Mm -hmm. The president that had been there for years was leaving, and they brought in another unique situation. We had two presidents. We had Mm co-presidents. Jason Jason Walthall, who was actually the CFO at the time, and then Dr. Jennifer Scarlett, who was the medical director. Mm -hmm. So the board decided to put them together to form sort of like the perfect president. And they had a decision to make. They could either just, you know, make some basic changes, status quo, do what they were doing, or put their foot on the gas and just just take it to the next level. And that's what they decided to do. So they sat down with the board and they were like, look, you know, we could do this, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's when how Vision 2020 was born. So, I mean, can you paint the picture for our listeners and our viewers right now? Like, d- define animal abandonment, first of all, and what does that look like in San Francisco? So the way that we look at animal abandonment is animals that are ending up at the shelter that don't need to be there. Okay. Litters of puppies and kittens that probably should never have been born. Feral cats community cats that are living outside that don't need to be in the shelter Mm -hmm. and then people that are having to take their animals to the shelter for um you know medical reasons uh things like that where something that it could be prevented and those animals would never even need to come into the shelter Mm -hmm. so that's what we consider abandonment um we know you need shelters of course we're always going to need shelters there's going to be times natural disasters people really do need help and they have no other options and then also we also you know international situations as well like you know the dogs from the korea meat farms and that so shelters are definitely necessary but Mm -hmm. what we really want to make sure is that the animals that are coming in the shelters need to be sheltered okay so a real, a real concentrated effort in and around San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And it sounds to me like preventing those ones that you, you believe are avoidable. Exactly. From, from burdening the system, mm-hmm. burdening the, the resources, and entering the shelter system. Then. Exactly, yeah. And you're doing that, I, so in my research for the interview that we're doing right now, uh, you're doing that through these three tenets, mm-hmm. I guess. And it's prevention, rescue, and education. So can you talk to me about the three tenets and how you believe they will work together to bring about your goal of ending animal abandonment? Right. So um, the three tenets, prevention, rescue, and education, they really stand alone, but you sort of can't have one. You can't have prevention without education. You can't have rescue without prevention. Mm -hmm. So they all sort of 
flow into each other. Prevention is a lot of, well, first of all, spay neuter, you know, preventing the animals even being born that are going to come into the shelter. Also things like preventing medical issues down the road. So if we're offering free vaccine clinics, we're getting those dogs vaccinated, we're getting those puppies vaccinated against parvo. So we're preventing them coming into the shelter later if the families can't afford to seek that medical treatment. Okay. Um, rescue, rescue is more around helping out other shelters that because once you get out of San Francisco San Francisco is kind of a bubble in California okay. you know we're very we're very unique um, and once you get out of that out of the Bay Area there are a lot of shelters that you know they they don't have the luxury of being no kill they are very over overwhelmed so when we don't have the animals c coming into our shelters that leaves us the room and the capacity to bring in animals from shelters that are um, high, you know, getting a lot of animals into them. So we will go out into other communities. Um, we work with a clinic in Stockton, a shelter in Stockton mm -hmm. to help them. And we'll take their cats and their kittens. We'll take their ringworm cases. We have a really good ringworm program as well. Mm -hmm. So that's what we talk about when we talk about rescue is just going out into other communities and bringing them into our shelter so that we can move them through quickly as well. You're painting a picture of a very collaborative relationship within, well, certainly the San Francisco area, yeah. but uh, you all, you know, you talked about getting outside the bubble of mm -hmm. Frisco. Yeah. It, would you paint that picture as California wide, that, that there's a very collaborative animal welfare effort? I just... I ask that because when I came into the animal welfare world mm -hmm. almost five years ago now, it was a refreshing awakening for me coming from a different fundraising background yeah. in the hospital industry uh -huh. to see the level of collaboration between animal welfare organizations where there could be a choice at the top of these groups or at the executive director level to look at each other as competitors. But I don't see that in animal welfare, certainly not in the pronounced way that I did in other sectors. Is it the same in California? It is, definitely. You know, when, when it all boils down, we're all in it for the animals, and it doesn't benefit the animals to be in competition. Mm -hmm. So everybody works really well together. Of course, there's always going to be, you know a little bit of tension like we work with our municipal shelter the animal care and control of san francisco very very closely mm -hmm. you know are they doing everything that i would like them to do no sometimes and you know sometimes they they look at us and you know they're just like what are you guys doing now but you know on a day-to-day -day basis we work really well together and you know like I said, we're in it for the animals. So there is definitely um, a collaboration. Okay. We're going to come back from commercial break uh, in a second. And I want to talk a little bit more about the three tenants, okay, to make sure that our listeners and the other animal welf welfare groups that tune in and listen are mm -hmm. aware of exactly what we're saying. We're talking to Aaron Curley, the manager of Community Cares Program from the San Francisco SPCA. Please stay with us. We will be right back. Dispatch 694, dog is an adult shepherd, red nylon collar, non-ambulatory, notify emerge 15 minutes out. When you change your address, you tell certain people. Change your phone number, same thing. He's got a microchip. I'll call the owner. We're sorry, you have reached a number that has been disconnected or is no longer in service. Remember to always keep your pet's microchip information, including emergency contact, current. A message from the Ontario SPCA. 
Welcome back to Animals Voice Podcast. I'm talking to Aaron Curley, the manager of the Community Cares Program with the San Francisco SPCA. I want to remind everybody that you can uh, subscribe to the Animals Voice on iTunes, on SoundCloud. We would love for you to uh, to tune in, to share the broadcasts, and to subscribe. And we love hearing your show ideas as well. So you can contact me on Twitter at OSPCA Kevin, or uh, email me at kmckenzie at ospca.on.ca. The plugs are over now. So what I wanted to uh, revisit and come back to was you talked about really the three pillars that your entire ending animal abandonment campaign and goals are set upon are the three tenets of prevention, rescue, and education. So if you have a neighboring community or a shelter in California call you and ask you to run through those, take me through your elevator pitch of explaining those three tenets again. Sure. So prevention, keeping the animals out of the shelter, low cost or free spay neuter, community cats, TNR. Rescue, working with other shelters to take animals from their overcrowded shelters and into our shelter, which is always less crowded. Mm -hmm. And then education is sort of two-pronged. We're educating the community. We're educating people about why you don't need to take that cat that's in your backyard into the shelter. But then we're also doing a lot of humane education. So we're starting to educate the younger generation, the kids, so that they understand the benefits of spay-neuter, the benefits of being a good pet owner, educating the public around, you know, adopt, don't shop. Okay. So those are the basic. Can you see those three tenants being applicable here in the province of Ontario? Yeah, I mean, really, I think they're you applicable think they're transferable? everywhere. Yeah. Somebody, you can always do something, you know, you can always start a TNR program or a return to field program. Mm-hmm. You can always start an after school program at your, you know, at their local daycare or the primary school. Spay neuter, everybody can do that you know, rescue, if you have a little bit of extra room and you know someone's overcrowded with kittens, if you have a better chance with ringworm kittens, you know, start the conversation. Okay. So you're about, yeah, I guess you're more than halfway in since Uh you started this in 2012, right? Yes. So do you have advice for organizations within Ontario that might be looking to attempt a goal like the one that you have set? You're a few years in now. Mm Mm-hmm. Looking back, would you have done things differently? Would you have altered your approach? What can you tell an organization here in Ontario that might want to replicate what you've done? I think the best thing to do is get as much data as you can before you start so you understand why animals are actually being surrendered Mm -hmm. to shelters. So, you know, data is your best friend. So we gathered a lot of data. You also have to be flexible. We're actually reviewing everything right now. Um, We're looking at our data again. We're making sure we're noticing that assumptions that we made a few years ago and reasons that animals were being surrendered a few years ago has changed. So we're changing a few things to meet those needs as well. So be flexible and data is your best friend. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much, Aaron Curley. Where can our listeners and viewers find out information about your campaign or about the San Francisco SPCA? So we have a website. It's Mm sfspca.org there's 
tons and tons of information on there. Mm -hmm. That's the best place to start. And then from there, they can always look at contacts. My contact information is up there, our marketing team, all of that. Okay. So that's where we can track you down? Then. Yes, that's where you all can right. find me. Well, listen, thank you for your time. Thank you thank for joining you. us here at uh, On Animals Voice podcast and uh, telling us about your very lofty goals. We wish you good luck with this. And uh, I'd love to talk to you again before 2020 and hear how things are going. Hear how it all ends up. Yeah. Great. And go 49ers. Thank you. Are you a 49er fan? You don't care about football at all. I saw it cross your face just now. <laughs> Truthfully, I'm Canadian. If it's not on ice, it doesn't even register. So. Okay. And see, I'm ironically, I am Canadian, but it's all about the NFL for oh, me. Okay. So listen. We can agree to disagree. Sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you to the listeners and viewers of Animals Voice Podcast. And uh, as I said earlier, you can subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can also uh, submit show ideas. uh, Find me on on Twitter at OSPCA Kevin. Until next time, we will catch you later. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Animals Voice Podcast. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and at our website, ontariospca.ca. Animals Voice Podcast is a production of the Ontario SPCA. The Society would like to thank all our supporters. Together, we are the Animals Voice.